0: Before today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, I want to tell you about our new podcast series, Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, in association with Indigo Unified Communications. Join me, Hugh Evans, and a host of legends from both sides of the divide as we look at the history of the old firm derby from the 1960s to the present day. In the latest episode, Peter Grant and Ian Durant join me to look back on the rivalry in the 1980s. To listen... Download the Radio Clyde app or search Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, on your usual podcast app. 0141 951 1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jordan Jones is targeting a long-term Rangers future After fearing his Ibrooks career could have been over Scott Brown says Celtic's performance against Hibs Is the level they must reach going forward And Stevie Clark names his latest Scotland squad With Ollie McBurnie and Ryan Fraser returning I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight
2: is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And it's all about European football Gordon Celtic back in Bosnia this week A year after Champions League qualification victory Rangers facing Galatasaray. Thursday night for the first time Janis Hadji's dad played at ibrox, and of course it's a Ryan game for Scotland Ryan Portes and Ryan Fraser in for our biggest game in seventeen years
1: yeah Tuesday night Gordon where we are on one hand still getting over some of the talking points from the weekend and on the other looking forward to some fantastic European action on Thursday
3: yeah it's all about Thursday night now and uh clubs in Europe um two big games Gordon they'll be pr- looking forward to them. Um, yeah, difficult games of course there uh, As you get further in the, the competition It's always difficult Try to get to the group stages A little bit of added pressure But uh, they're certainly coming off A good performances at the weekend Rangers excellent at Fir Park And Celtic with uh, Neil Lennon Saying that that's the best performance Since he was a Celtic manager On both occasions So a lot of confidence 0141951
1: One zero two That's the number you need to have your say So don't hang about Get in touch Put your point to the guys And let them know what is on your mind We're on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Whether you've still got things to get over From the weekend Whether it was performances Refereeing decisions All the usual fallout from a weekend Let's hear it And of course We start to look ahead as well Massive European qualification on Thursday For both Celtic and Rangers As they look to make it through To the group stages So like I say 01419511025 Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter Let's hear a bit from... Jordan Jones Shall we Says he feared his Rangers career Could have been over After spending so long On the sidelines The winger says he knew He had to take his chance On Sunday And he's determined To have a long term future At the club
4: I wait a long time um, You can't have too many complaints When you've got the players In your position who are Performing the way they are um, Ryan Kent especially He's been joy to watch even for myself So you just got to stay patient And hope That you eventually Get your chance um, I got half a chance On Thursday night Done okay So Thankfully, I got my start, trying to do the best I could. Do you still think you've got a big part to play this club? Uh, I hope so. Um, everyone knows how much I want to be here. Um, hopefully, I've showed that as well today. But we have just got to see what happens. Has
5: there ever been a point where you thought it wouldn't change for you and you might have to, like you look
4: elsewhere, to play regular football? Um, yeah, probably, yeah, being honest. Um, you know, some weeks it's hard to see if you're ever going to get a chance again and if you can keep going. And But I think at that point, we've got to be mentally strong. Um I feel like I'm a lot better at things like that now, being mentally strong and um, not going in moods and not, not sulking around the place. Look, you're at a massive club and you've got to be grateful for the opportunity when you get it. And like I say, when you do get it, you've got to make the most of it.
1: Right, you decide then. Are you still looking back on the weekend? Do you want to preview Thursday night? You decide. Oh one four one nine five one one o two five. Just for starters, we heard from Jordan Jones. Has he done enough to keep his place in the Rangers team for such a crucial match on Thursday night? Roger Hanna.
2: No. Okay. <laughs> that was good. good discussion I enjoyed that <laughs> Move on He did well on Listen you, you said it looked at one stage As if his Rangers career Was over uh, Had it been over It would have had no one to blame But himself The red card in the Old Farm game For a kick at Morris Bower Last year Clearly Put something in Stephen Gerrard's mind That Jones Would have to Work very hard To get another opportunity You know there was a time since then, Kent, Hadji, Barker, Stewart, Arfield, Aribo, Roof they've all, they've all been ahead of Jones in those two positions off the, the centre forward if you like But, he's given a chance off the bench in Holland last Thursday night Did well for a quarter of an hour, 20 minutes Earned a start at Fort Park Took his opportunity, an absolutely terrific goal Coming in off that right side onto his left foot And I don't see him starting I think Kent and Hadji will start off Morelos on Thursday night but he'll certainly be on the bench And if you get a winger Wingers are confidence players If you get a winger With the confidence That Jordan Jones Clearly now has What a weapon he could be Off the bench on Thursday
3: Yeah um, It's still There's a lot of work to be Who done Who would you
2: pick Hadji or Jones Based on what you've seen In the last couple of
3: weeks I would need to I'll, I'll tell you what I would do gone simple I'll, I'll get it quickly If it was If the opposition Played a 3-5-2 like I'd pick Jones I think his pace In between the wing back And the centre back Like it uh, was against Motherwell At Fur Park, That's where he can Really be a danger But I think At Ibrox Galatasaray Come in there They'll be very well organised I would probably go with Hadji Because I think He's got more in his locker To open up defences
1: mm, okay. okay let us know What you think 01419511025 What are your early thoughts Ahead of Thursday night's Europa League playoffs Or perhaps you've got some lingering thoughts From the weekend's action We'll do the lot 01419511025 Don't hang about Put your points to the guys And let them know what is on your mind Aussie is first up tonight Aussie's a Rangers fan down in London How's it going Aussie? I'm good, how
6: how are you gents?
1: Yeah, not too bad at all Not bad at all What's on your mind tonight?
6: Uh, I'm, I'm a Rangers fan And what I want to talk about is the uproar Um, in the aftermath of the Motherwell game about Rangers getting two pens and uh, Motherwell uh, allegedly being denied pens. Um, I think it's a cause for concern because I think it's going to... The the refs in the future, they're they're not going to be able to ref our games um, with any sort of impartiality. Um, Firstly, both of the Rangers' penalties, in accordance with the letter of the law, were stonewall penalties. Hugh Dallas, who is the deputy chief refereeing officer at the UEFA, has confirmed that. So they were, they were absolutely stonewall. I don't know what the um, disagreement is about. You either disagree with the actual rule, but if you apply the, the law, it, the, they were stonewall penalties. The Motherwell ones, okay, the first one, Alan Campbell getting knocked over by Kamara, that would have been soft, but I, I could see that being given. The second one, Hlander tackling uh, Watt, I think it was. That was an inch-perfect tackle. But for some reason, there's an uproar about these decisions. notwithstanding the fact that Aberdeen got two pens as well for the weekend. Leicester got three pens. I haven't read anything about those divisions in those games. It's all about Rangers. Whenever Rangers are involved, uh, it, it, it's polemic. And I'm, I'm concerned about... You know the standard of refereeing that's going to go on for the rest of the season. Now I think the narrative has been set.
1: Just on a couple of points: Rangers games getting more attention than Aberdeen games. Aussie, I mean that that, that that's just unavoidable. That that's, that's the way the world works. Um, Roger, I'm not sure the I'm not sure there's been a backlash against the handballs in the Rangers game. I think most people, not everyone, clearly I think most people think they were penalties. It's just formed part of a wider discussion. ...about the handball rule... Aussie thinks the uproar has been such... ...that the refs will now be... ...hesitant to give... ...decisions in Rangers favour...
2: Well, listen Aussie. ...you've been brave phoning in on Tuesday night... ...I'm waged here between two Motherwell supporters... ...so I, I'll, I'll try and stand up for you Aussie. So, ...joking aside... ...there were two penalties... Um, ...I don't think there was as much uproar... ...about the two penalties as there were... ...with the ones down south... ...Roy Hodgson complaining about... ...the one for Crystal... Pa- ...against Crystal Palace's... Joel Ward on Saturday... Jose Mourinho Talking about the one Against Eric Dyer In the Tottenham Newcastle game On Sunday They were more contentious Of all the handballs Up here The second Aberdeen penalty The one that Young Josh Reed Handled for, for Ross County Was I think thought the lad was unlucky He sort of skiffed his arm And no more Didn't it? Those two The two Rangers penalties Were penalties Without doubt um, I agree, I thought Hellander was a decent tackle on Tony
1: Watt Is it not the one on Callum Lang that Hugh was talking about? Anyway, I, I don't think many people think that the, was a penalty anyway So no, I don't the, think we the, need to the spend The one that
2: the, the, they claimed it did have a bit of credibility Campbell, I thought yeah. was, was Alan Campbell and Kamara But uh, none of the players really made a great mm. fuss of it at the time I uh, mostly you, see... you think that's
1: down to having no fans? Because I've seen that a few times And I've referenced it a couple of times on the show With different in, incidents In, in, in general, in last season you mean? In oh yeah very good the Gordon's cardboard cutouts there But it doesn't make any noise <laughs> I was
3: but, jumping up and down But I've noticed that
1: I've, I've noticed that across the board by the way Maybe this is just a separate point But sorry to go off on a tangent I don't feel like
2: players are Protesting decisions as much At the moment um, Well I, had, I have to say I hadn't noticed that Certainly there weren't many Protestations about The Camara Challenge on Campbell I was watching a game on TV At the time it, In when you get one look at it And the referee only gets one look at it I didn't think it was a penalty When you see it again in slow motion You can see Alan Campbell would have had a claim But he it, it didn't make a lot of it Ozzy, tell me a bit more about this theory Because,
1: you know, you are you know, Some of it's quite deep You're suggesting that there's such an uproar About Rangers penalties That Rangers will now not get decisions going forward But I'm a bit confused by that Because I'd say about 90% of people Even if they have a, a problem with the handball rule They still accept that, that Rangers got the penalties
2: they deserved So I'm not, I'm not sure there's the uproar that you but, think there is Before Aussie answer's gone Where does this sit in with your stats last week? The Rangers hadn't had a penalty for such well, a... It wasn't, bl- wasn't my start. remember it was a year or
3: w- something, William And he was
2: on last night And well, and he, there we go
1: he, he, All, he all he good sh- things come to an end His stats were, were brilliant um, Aussie
6: Yeah, well, well first let me address the first point about uh, their not being much of an uproar on, on bbc sports sound michael stewart professor and holder of a phd in biomechanics uh said that one, one of the motherwell lads was not holding his hand in a an unnatural position but if you look at the photos if you look at the video back his arms are out uh miles away from his body so that's an instance of a pundit on probably the most mainstream highlight show of our game State, you know, stating a completely inaccurate fact
1: uh, I, listen, listen, I, I do get all that Aussie but also at the same time you've referenced one guy's opinion who by the way I'm, I'm sure you know we can't speak on behalf of but you've allowed that to feed into a bigger picture that there is such disagreement over Rangers penalties at the weekend that they will not get penalties going forward and I wonder if you're being really unfair on referees by suggesting by suggesting that any sort of debate about the game at the weekend means that they will now not give Rangers penalties going forward i think that's an incredible leap to make
6: I think I think we'll we'll have to let we'll have to let these games run run its course. If I'm wrong, and if you know the decisions are, if if, if all the Rangers games are ref fairly, I'll come back on and say that I was wrong.
1: No, but that's the thing. That that's the thing. You've still created a link that doesn't exist. Even if next week Rangers get a penalty, they don't. Eh, Rangers don't get a penalty they deserve. And the week after, and the week after, it still won't prove that that's because of what happened at Fir Park at the weekend.
6: Yeah, of course. That's an assumption that I'm making, but it's based on a reasonable uh, belief uh, that I'm holding. We all know the stats about Rangers not getting a penalty for, what was it, a full calendar year? In the league. Yeah. Uh, I I think, okay. let's just see how these games play out. I thought uh, the refereeing um, from Clancy the other week and the Hibs game was appalling, so I think there's enough evidence uh, out there, and I- I'm fairly certain, as a bit of a natural pessimist when it comes to Rangers, that we're we're not going to be reft fairly uh, going forward. And I think I think the, the Audrey, narrative- Audrey,
3: sorry, I- I've got to disagree with you here. Right, referees do have a hard time. It's a very difficult job. Do they get things wrong? Of course they do, one hundred percent. Will do players get it, managers get it, that's a game of football, that's why we're passionate about it, that's why we love it. But to say referees, they, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not buying into what you're saying whatsoever. I thought the two penalties against uh, Motherwell uh, were penalties. I thought Bobby Madden got that 100% that, spotter.
1: That's the point I'm, I'm making. Ozzy right. can reference the odd pun that here or there, but the vast right. majority of people yeah. think that they were, so yeah. there actually isn't a debate about that. Go the on. debate or the the discussion is a wider one, which we're seeing mm. down south as well about the hand handball rule and where we're at with it.
3: Yeah, a lot of people have uh, got different opinions about that. They don't like it because they, they feel that you know that the rules are a bit unfair. I'll I'll go and say that um, you know I look at Mother what I think Campbell should have apparently, but the other one was definitely not apparently penalty kick. But to come on and say that you're going to start scrutinising referees about Rangers getting penalties, we need to move away from that, Gordon. We really need to move away from that. Referees, it's a hard job, yes, to get criticised, but they'll make fair judgments.
1: Roger, what have you made of the wider discussion about the handball rule? Um, A couple of high-profile incidents down south put it very much in in the mainstream. And it just so happens that the Rangers got two handball penalties at the weekend as well, and it kind of allows us to... To get
2: involved What's your own yeah, take Aberdeen, on it? Aberdeen get one in the Sunday afternoon as well um, I think the new rule Is nonsense um, As Roy Hodgson said On Saturday night It's spoiling his enjoyment Of the game I wouldn't go that far To say it's spoiling My enjoyment But I think it's Overshadowing games Now Rangers play Particularly well At Firth Park on Sunday And yet the narrative As Ozzy said Was about mm. The to two hand kicks. ball incidents I don't think there's any Any blame putting Bobby Madden I don't think there's any blame Putting Willie Collum and Dingwall I don't think there was any blame By Hodgson or Mourinho On the English referees It's the rule It's the change of the rule That is causing all the The consternation mm-hmm. if you like And I think the sooner The rule is changed back To the way it was The better for all You say that But we used to argue about that as well And I, I got This came up
1: on the show last night And it kind of got me wondering How we got here I'm not for a second saying this show uh, or, or or the views of of fans is is powerful enough to drive change, but did we get here, Roger, because as a collective as a football collective as players managers fans, we went in search of a perfection that didn't exist, and we we want we want to scrutinize everything and we want ref to get everything bang on and, and we've tweaked and tweaked and tweaked and actually realized that that can't happen without.
2: Harming elements of the game Yeah and we are harming elements of the game we're, we're only just A little bit away From awarding penalties Every time The football hits someone Below the t-shirt level of the arm We're almost going to get to a stage Where strikers are just going to try and blast the ball Not at the goal But at a defender's arm Because they believe they'll get a penalty for it um, This is the ridiculous stage mm. we're reaching Gordon So uh, there has been Such a hoo-ha about yeah. it Particularly down south In the English Premier League They don't they, You know FIFA and UEFA Don't care mm. what happens up here But when the big leagues In the world The rich leagues in the world Start complaining And start Questioning the rules That's when you see Changes to the rules Don't
1: get me wrong I, I find it as ridiculous As anyone But I've I found Some of the some of the, the hindsight over the last couple of days Quite alarming People now pretending that they will be They'll, they'll be comfortable To just go back to letting the referee decide Whether it was deliberate or not No well, they won't Because they weren't comfortable when that was the case
2: No So no.
1: What, 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 what have we
2: done? How and, have we and, we've and, gone too far? And, and as Motherwell fans the two of you What did you make of Ian Crocker's commentary When he said the Motherwell back four Have handled the ball more than Alan McGregor? <laughs> I didn't hear it obviously Because I was
3: on we here We were in here yes N- but I, I'd be interested to hear Actually, Gordon, from the guys themselves, the referees, to see how
2: they feel about the changing rules.
1: Well, the thing is, you could say that actually, for referees, it's it, it's it's easier. It's easier. more yeah, simple. Yeah. 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 yeah True. You line. get the
2: boys on. You still train With a lot of them, don't you? I've not. You, seen see you I've, work out with somebody. I'm
3: playing golf shortly with one of the top ones.
2: Are we talking about this week's golf heroic shirt Is that for the second hour of the show? You must have mentioned it last night No I didn't, I didn't of
1: you I, waited I, for me? A caller brought it up on air I actually haven't seen it on social media But I don't want to talk about it all week
3: I'm, I'm, I'm humble I don't Oh I'd, I, have, I'd have been on last night I'd have been running in there
2: You're about. humble You're standing here with a I've had a hole in one t-shirt uh, on Yeah exactly and It's actually hasn't. two I think
1: you'll find yesterday was my second But like I say I don't like to brag So that's it's not my style. Anyway, I need, Aussie... I need
2: to make that putting green bigger, though, as it? Well
1: Aussie, before we let you go, um, what about the actual football, then? You won't have to worry about those pesky Scottish referees on Thursday night. How much are you looking forward to it? How confident are you?
6: I'm very confident. I, th- I think Rangers are going to score well, a good few. I think we're going to give Galatasaray a proper hiding. If you look at their team, uh, they've got no pace at the back, and we've got pace in abundance up front. Uh, and I think it's a big game. I think whatever happens on Thursday dictate whatever happens with uh, Morelos and who's going to come in so big game for Rangers yeah,
1: You mentioned the pace, just, we heard from Jordan Jones just prior to you coming on, would you keep him in? Did he do enough at the weekend or, or does Janis Hadji come back in?
6: For me I don't think he actually did enough I, I, I thought his final ball was missing amazing goal but I think that's clouding over the, the end product I, I thought there was too many misplaced passes but he deserves another chance maybe not on Thursday but certainly in, in the league
1: Alright, Aussie in London, thank you very much for kicking us off tonight. 0141-951-1025. We're gonna get travel with Stephen, and then we'll hear from the Celtic captain Scott Brown. We'll bring you what he had to say next.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Gordon DL is here, Roger Hannah's alongside him, and they're both waiting patiently for you to call. 0141-951-1025, or you can tweet as well at ClydeSSB. Let the guys know what you're thinking, whether it be some thoughts from the weekend, maybe you're looking ahead to the Thursday night Europa League qualifiers. We're going to talk Scotland squad later on in the show, of course. Let's stick with the domestic stuff. At the moment on Twitter, the Celtic Ray has asked them, why don't FIFA well, I fab it would be make accidental handball an indirect free kick and a deliberate handball, i.e. a player motioning their hand or arm towards a shot or a cross as a penalty? It seems crazy that dire for Spurs... Armball gets the same punishment as The Brighton player versus Man United
2: Yeah, listen I couldn't agree more I think it's a, a quite a wise suggestion um, Something needs to be done because Players, managers Pundits, everybody's getting Increasingly exasperated mm-hmm. at not, not the conduct of the referees, the referees are Blameless in this, it's just the Implementation mm-hmm. of this ridiculous New handball law That's
1: kind of why it's There though isn't it, not to say that I agree with it Or that we agree with it but it, It's actually to take all that out, it's to take take the, it's to stop the referee having to make all these calculations about, you know, intent and was it deliberate and and how far and, and all the rest of it. It's now actually quite simple, is the hand away from the body, does it hit the hand penalty, whether we like it or not, this was done in an attempt to simplify
2: it. Yeah, I don't doubt for a minute That the change in law was well-intentioned But it has backfired spectacularly Mm.
1: Gary Lightbody says uh, Roger saying about strikers blasting the ball At defenders hoping for penalties If you saw match of the day at the weekend Josie has drilled his players to defend shots With arms immediately behind the back Is that it Gordon? Is that the new... That can I'm be the new coaching style I mean, game, I, game, The game changes as years go on
3: Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't like that Gordon I really wouldn't like that I think that would ruin the game But probably that's mm. what it's getting to
1: That said though, that doesn't really That can't apply to them all Take Mugabe for instance Yeah, I'll repeat it for anyone who thinks We're trying to cause uproar As, as Ozzy said that was a penalty in most people's minds um, But that's not one that he Why would he have his hands behind his back in that instance You know he was just trying to close Well
3: he doesn't Arfield Arfield's down and, and
1: Arfield moves out of the way Or whatever it was He doesn't,
3: he doesn't It's just a case he doesn't react quick so enough you can't always have your hands behind, behind your back, back Especially the in a penalty Because you've got to get, have your arms in a position For balance and movement going. Well let's
1: bring in Stephen and Wishow Hi Stephen How you doing Gordon? Not bad are you well? Good mate. good Good stuff What have you got for us? No, just on the, the penalty, debate,
6: I remember, uh, and I, I was quite surprised, I said to your producer that um, uh, Roger didn't remember this, Celtic weren't awarded a penalty from January 1990 in the Scottish Cup, uh, and, I, and I don't need to check Google, I just know this, uh, Chris Morris, till October 1991, Charlie Nicholas against Hearts, and that there was no lockdown, there was no period of shutdown, which there's been now, so... I'm quite surprised. I Rangers mean, not just find get the cheek to actually moan about penalties. I think we know, uh, having seen Mister Dallas losing his job for bias. So let's be honest. Let's let's move on, Matt. Well, let's just
1: moaning. let's just be careful, Stephen. I don't think we need to stray too far away from the the point in hand, in particular. Um, you know that that might be your view, but let's let's keep it to where we're at, Roger. I think this sums it up: is the fact that we're, we're now. Ozzy's point was was shot down by you two And now Stephen's come on with a counterpoint About something that happened in 1990 30 years ago Even and before Daz was in his heyday And, and he's mm. surprised you don't remember
2: mm.
3: 30 years ago Roger I,
2: I, I remember a great story Craig Brown tells When he uh, he, he once complained to referees that It was quite a length of time Since his team had been awarded a penalty the referee said to him To be fair Craig You need to meet his halfway You need to get into the opposition box <laughs> So uh, there's maybe something in that Thinking back to the Celtic team of 90 and 91 Stephen I'm only kidding But y- you get spells like this You made the point when William phoned last week Gordon And was complaining Rangers hadn't had a penalty for so long You happen with a counter statistic that Prior to that They had had a glut of penalties A lot of which were missed if you remember So having had no penalties for such a long time They then get two flip mother buses He's coming along one after the other so on well, the thing about these the, the, this conversation always spirals
1: if you have the perception of bias then it's that it's a perception it can't be backed up with a stat because it's a perception That there is no there is no link there as much as we might try
3: but it's good fun is it uh, is we'll it Do you know I think take your word for it boring? Yeah, a little bit Yeah, I'm the same Gordon I think we've just got to
1: And by the way, what I do really like Is the discussion at the moment About handballs though, in general And and, and where the rules are And how we got here And and what we do And where it goes going forward Yeah,
3: I think that's what football's all about It's about after a game Talking about it About decisions Was it right decision? But to get back all these years Get back to You know, Rangers haven't had a penalty for a year Now they've had two penalties And people worrying about referees I just I think that's A total nonsense
1: Let's hear from Celtic Captain Scott Brown He says The performance against Hibs is a marker For the quality They should be showing Every week He accepts that Not every game Will be easy on the eye um, But he says the main thing Is they keep on winning
5: Yeah definitely I think everything Just clicked And it's been coming For the last couple of weeks And we've not managed To get the ball In the back of the net And everyone's uh, on us for not scoring enough goals but it's all about winning games for us and maintaining that but we we'll have set a marker today and we need to make sure that we try and keep to those levels. Uh, it's not going to be nice and easy every game, everybody wants to beat us, that's what happens when you are champions as well When we've won a lot of competitions recently and everyone's here to try and beat us, to try and take our scalp but we need to just uh, play win scrappy games sometimes you've got to win one nils, 2 nils, two ones. go away from home and win those games and you've got to dig them out it's a, it's a long season and every game's not going to be nice and pretty on the eye it's those hard games when you go away from home up to Aberdeen away to Hibs and away to places like that you've got to scrape through and make sure that you that you get that and that's what this, these lads have got and it's that winning mentality that we've got to make sure that we keep going
1: I mean high praise from the Celtic manager Gordon saying it was one of the best Celtic performances in his two spells in charge
5: um mm,
3: I I found that very strange, Gordon. But if he feels that way, then he was a manager and and two spells, and he was there for the games. And I thought he's, he he came out and said that because he come on he come in for a little bit of criticism. His team, uh, obviously him. There were people I couldn't believe on here. Question: Is he the right man for the job just now? Um and. Hibs were the biggest test of the season so far As everyone was saying Because Jack Ross went there with a Hibs team That was playing very good football Had players that you thought could hurt Celtic I thought Celtic were, were terrific at the weekend As as were Rangers at Far Park But I think Celtic answered all the questions I think they can only get better They've got such a strong squad Guys like Turnbull come on Looked like he settled in 45 minutes Really going to be a big, big player for them Question marks about the Celtic captain Scott Brown His legs are gone I just can't find that out Is he going to play every game? I don't think he should But the one thing you know in modern day football is All the stats are there about his running He's, you know, get They've got every single stat there That must add up that Scott Brown is still producing the same Will he have bad games? Will he look flat at times? Of course he will but Neil Lennon's got a job to pick The best team You mean
1: like running stats and so yeah,
3: on Yeah People talk about this uh, The minute it gets, a, a player gets to a certain age And has a dip in form gone The easy There's two great things in football oh, The manager's lost the dressing room right That's that's the best one And then you get Well his legs have gone Scott Brown was never a player that You know would go and burst by defenders He yeah, was all, but not,
1: Just when he was really young Yeah
3: but not, not lately He's rolling the team as to go and you know Dictate the middle of the park And make sure the organisation If Neil Lennon thought his stats weren't up to scratch Scott Brown would be taking out of the team
1: Let's bring in Archie who's a Celtic fan On the line How much are you looking forward to Thursday night Archie?
7: Yeah Just to my point Imagine phoning up here And talking about Celtic not in the penalty 30 years ago Honestly what, what Ridiculous people Some people are ridiculous honestly What I would like to say is Yeah Is a. Uh, I just think that the Sundays games still were fantastic against Hibs. Well all the punters and Rideau Clyde, Mr TV said we're gonna have a strong a, a tough game against the Hibs team that are playing well and uh, somebody phoned up and said Newell Lennon should be sacked as a manager. I wonder what that guy's thinking now after beating Hibs three nothing. We can the game. What, what, what I'm saying is every team is going to have a bad off days and not hit form. Scott Brown said there and I've phoned up and said that before plenty of times as well. Celtic can't play great every game. And just because we have a bad game, you don't phone up and say we sacked the manager. That's a lot of nonsense. they are gone for 10 in a row. For heaven's sake, get behind the team. And on Thursday night, I can't see any problems either against Sarajevo because Celtic have got simply better players than Sarajevo's got. If we play the way we should play, there shouldn't be any problem on Thursday night.
2: Roger. Um, oh, there was a party political broadcast on behalf of Neil Lennon and Celtic. Well, listen, Archie. Well said. I, I thought Neil Lennon... Overdid the praise And I also thought that There was method in his madness Celtic as you see, Have come in for a bit of stick From a lot of their own supporters This season The defeat at home to Ferenc Varos Was a blow To their, their kudos if you like A blow to the cash flow as well A couple of maybe stuffy performances in the league prior to Dingwall when the the goals started going in quite stuffy at St Mirren I thought in midweek when Edward missed the penalty Um, no Forrest out injured no Julian out injured still no Griffiths Edward isn't firing a Jetty off Hurt at the weekend Christie off Hurt at half time at the weekend so I think Neil Lennon maybe thought it was just time to talk his players up To try and inject a bit of confidence back into the dressing room Managers do that from time to time, Archie Whether they believe it or not They sometimes feel they just need to give the players a little bit of a boost And I agree with you I think the win in Sarajevo They beat Sarajevo home and away about 14 months ago Absolutely no reason mm-hmm. to believe they won't go and win Roger, in Bosnia
3: Roger, I think I think praise has got to you You're talking about managers Managers come in for criticism And obviously when you're Rangers Celtic If you're not up to performing at that top level, fans will come in and criticise you. I think the two managers this season so far have been really good at their jobs. I really do. I think Steven Gerrard tweaking that formation, getting the players on board, the way they're playing, some attractive football, good football. The thing for me with Neil Lennon, and that's why I had a little go on Saturday about some Celtic fans. Thursday night, he made a big, big call. He made a big call. He took Edward off when he needed a goal. And a lot of people thought Why are you taking Your best striker off the pitch And he puts Elianusio Elian on Gets him the goal On Sunday I thought he showed Great strength By He's playing against Hibs He's in for a little bit of pressure Hibs are going there And for him Edwards, by far Your best fit centre forward And decides Do you know what You're not mm. playing to for him you are got to sit on the bench What happens They win I think credit has to go To manager something I just oh.
1: wonder though Just to go back to Archie, your reason for confidence, if you like, Archie, is quite simple. For Thursday night, you say Celtic will get through because they've got better players. Have we not seen on occasions, though, in the past in Europe, that that sometimes is 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 not all it takes? Sometimes you need a little bit more than that. Wouldn't wouldn't Svaros be a, a perfect case in point? I mean, Celtic had better we players played than played them, didn't they?
7: Night. Yeah, we played bad that night. If we, what I said, as you listen to what I said there, I said, all we have to do is play to a normal standard if we're good when we are good we'll take care of Sarajevo but just going back to Neil Lennon Neil Lennon is the best manager in Scotland by a mile he's probably one of the best managers in Britain Neil Lennon he's very underestimated RTRT calm down calm down what he's done with Hibs what he's done with his English teams and what he's done with Celtic and for somebody to come on A so-called Celtic fan When they're going for 10 in a row And say sack They are disgraceful And they should be ashamed of themselves uh, Archie,
3: Archie you carried away a little bit there um, I think Neil Lennon's a very good manager But one of the best managers in Britain I'm sorry You get carried away And if you look at uh, obviously, when he was a manager, of Bolton. I don't think they were up there. And by the way, they, they, they was di- there was difficult, a, a difficult circumstances, circumstances. To, to sort of. But, uh, but no,
1: a best in place in the world now. Yeah, but to, to, contra- <laughs> to contradict that, um, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't then use the experience in England as evidence of being the best manager in Britain. I, th- that's, I think. Or one
2: listen, of. I think he's a good manager, and I'll give you another piece of evidence. I don't know whether Archie agrees with this, although I think he will. I think the signings this summer have been good. The goalkeeper. Listen his, his biggest games Are still ahead of him But he's looked okay for me Duffy I know I know it splits the opinion I think Shane Duffy Looks a, a good signing El Yunus shown what he can do again A jetty If he continues at this Ratio years, Have we not been, been here
1: before With Big Chris Going to just make it a silent J And keep everybody happy No A jetty and Adjer. Honestly Paul is on Twitter He says (laughs) uh, Paul's on Twitter He says Brown probably had his best game Of the season on Saturday Frimpong's outstanding Turnbull's going to be a star Always plays
3: with his head up Gordon I come in for criticism When Celtic signed Turnbull Because I praised him to the hilt I only praised him to the hilt Because of one thing He's a fantastic talent He's a very very good player Now He will have to work very hard I think he'll have to be patient To get into the Celtic team I watched him in uh, Sunday against Tibbs When he came on at half time His first four or five passes Were the safe pass He was bedding himself in To be a Celtic player And as time went on He grew in confidence And the ball threw for a goal as well It was a terrific goal ball.
1: Good time to get your call in 0141 951 1025 Thank you to Archie Because we're going to get travel with Stephen And then we could be speaking to you next
0: 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Are here It's 01419511025 To speak to them And if you'd rather Tweet them your abuse Or kind words Then it's At Clyde SSB You can do that as well um, As we all know Football at the moment It's a bit strange It's set against the backdrop Of the COVID-19 situation And Football teams and clubs and players are trying to negotiate their way through it Um, At the top level I think we're we're just about getting used to it in the Premiership No fans at the moment Um, The lower league's due to start back, the Betfred Cup and so on And I wonder if you saw this story last night about the the Highland League um, Deciding to pause their start of the season 2020-2021 until the end of November At the earliest Um, So... Like most other leagues out with the Premiership It was thought they would go ahead a bit earlier than that They've decided to hold off Um, We've actually got Rod Houston on the line who's the Secretary of the Highland League Uh, Rod, thanks for joining us on the show How are you? Fine thanks, good evening one and all And good evening to your listeners Thank you very much Rod, just tell us a little bit about this decision and, And how and why it was arrived at
8: the, yeah, the Ireland League decided last night to pause the start till at least the last Saturday in November. the The origins of this go back into the summer when we took a long look as a a league at the possible shape of season twenty 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 one because of the circumstances we find ourselves in throughout society, and we took a couple of decisions at that time. One was to have a shorter league campaign with a single fixture between each club to allow for flexibility. And the second decision was not to start a league championship if we couldn't have spectators in. Now, as August and September unfolded, it looked better and better for our projected date of October the 17th. But in the last 10 days, um, those plans have uh, sort of been derailed by a number of things. One, the government, the the numbers in terms of the pandemic are going completely in the wrong direction for the government to feel comfortable about these things. The uh, First Minister decided that they should hold off the phased return of spectators from the 5th of October. We got signals from the Scottish government that car sharing was no longer possible, which makes it difficult for boys going to training, for example. Uh, and you know, you take all these sort of circumstances, and it was clear that we couldn't have the league championship start without spectators. And there are two elements to that. One is the revenue, which is absolutely crucial for our clubs. And secondly, our clubs are bedded in their communities. And they're losing, if they have games behind closed doors, competitive games, we're losing that community link that is very important. You visit Highland League Ground. More podawains are there all ages, all sizes, and it's great to see and they didn't want that link to be lost and they felt a series of games without that would just erode the link. Not a good idea.
1: How frustrating has it been then, Rod, because this falls into the wider discussion in Scottish football fans. There's a growing frustration of why can't we get some small number of fans back in open air? You your clubs will get get decent supports, of course, but certainly not in, in the tens of thousands that some of the bigger clubs. Also, you mentioned about the community. A lot of spectators maybe come from from relatively close by their respective clubs. So you don't have that mass, you know, travelling from from one part of the country how frustrating is it that you've not been given the green light to get some sort of number back in? Our
8: grounds, every one of our grounds would comfortably hold the average crowd socially distanced that each club gets. Uh, there wouldn't be far distant travel, and we had talked about asking visiting fans not to travel, you know, just leave it at home, fans, you know, but that would have to be a courtesy thing. But the, the other problem is we cover half the landmass of Scotland, our footprint. And one of the things we were concerned about, and still are, is player welfare. You know, until such time as showering arrangements and changing facilities are available, we'd have a concern about that as well. So we have a wee degree of frustration, but we feel quite strongly that we cannot lose sight of the big international public health eh,
2: picture. Rod, I'll take you back to the spring The Highland League was sort of ahead of the curve If you like I believe you were the first league To actually declare the season finished Um, And everyone at the time understood your reasons Everyone at the time understands your reasons For not kicking off just now Do you think, like happened back in the spring The other leagues in Scotland Maybe even League 1 and League 2 Might follow the lead of the Highland League For the same reasons
8: I'm not walking into that bear trap I would be horrified if uh, people thought I was on your programme to tell other leagues what to do. My view is that each league has to make its own decision in its own circumstances and considering the, the situation of its clubs. We were, we were confident that the decision we made in March was the right decision for the Highland League at the time. The other leagues chose their time to make their decision. And I, I would say that the autumn may mirror that. Uh, we're comfortable with the decision we made it was a very good meeting with every club in attendance last night and it's important that we do the right things for our league and if all of, all of Scottish football does the right things for its league it may be playing, it may not be playing then it improves our chances of sustaining ourselves through this crisis
2: You'll, you'll be able to tell me as well Daz was telling us before the show Rod I believe the Highland League, 127 years old hasn't missed a season since World War you, 2 you must, you must be desperate you must be desperate not to miss the season. You must be desperate to, in some way, shape or form, have a campaign for 2021.
8: We would love to, absolutely love to. It's only wartime that has interrupted the Highland League historically. And this pause is even, it's completely unprecedented. And I, I was saying to my wife yesterday, I really feel a burden of responsibility for the care of the league just now. Because... We have to have a Highland League After all this And if in a year's time We've still got our 17 member clubs I would be absolutely thrilled
1: so Is there no way Rod that, that this season can go ahead Without fans Because the, you know, the date at the moment November twenty eighth. I think we all hope That the, the picture will be a bit better by then If it's not And I hate to talk about Worst case scenario What, what, what does that look like then?
8: Okay Let's just take We're desperate to play Remember we have created a, a, a fixture structure that can still fit into the time available. Uh, and I think that's really important to remember. We decided last night not to consider the doomsday scenario. Not because we're in denial of the risk of it, but we were trying to look at where we are just now and what were the best set of decisions to make just now. i rather think in November if things haven't changed, in other words, if there hasn't been a turnaround in the uh, public health numbers and uh, some encouragement from government to look at getting back to fixtures, then the doomsday scenario probably uh, uh, looms larger. It uh, probably becomes the elephant in the room. Then
2: I need to ask you as well, Rod. One of the big losers back in the spring, of course, were Brora Your Absolutely. champions from we last season. I feel a
8: wee bit sore about that.
2: Yeah, didn't get the chance of a playoff with Keltie. The chance of a playoff with Mark Wilson's breaking. Brona, One of the perks of winning the Highland League is entry to the Betfred Cup they're due to start to kick off in the Betfred Cup seven days from today. How in earth are Brorough going to manage to fulfil those obligations they're when they have to wait?
8: They've been going through pre-season preparation already. They will be playing in the Betfred Cup next week. No question about that. And they go with the support of all Highland League. That was expressed at yesterday's meeting. So, no problem with that. We're not pausing football. We've paused the start of the Highland League season for 2020-2021. And Brora will play in the Betfred Cup. And we hope to announce uh, a wee bit of innovation, uh, probably in the next 36 hours, to test certain things ahead, to see what
1: we can do. Great stuff. Rod Houston, Secretary of the Highland League, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Good man, we wish you all the best. Hopefully you get up and running soon. Now, that goes without saying, I know uh, that's not right here on the doorstep for many of our listeners, but I think that just mirrors fears, Roger, that will be... Elsewhere at similar levels of the game Right here on our
2: doorstep And like you say Maybe even up to to League 2 and League 1 Yeah and listen In terms of size In terms of budget There's not really a huge amount of difference Between some of the bigger teams in the Highland League And some of the smaller teams in the SPFL League 1 and League 2 So the clubs in League 1 and League 2 Will be suffering the same financial problems The same logistical problems That Rod Houston spoke about there And they will be worried Um there was divisional meetings last Friday After which League 1 and League 2 Representatives assured the SPFL board They were ready to kick off the season And they believe they will be able to fulfil All their obligations and play all their games But we're living very, very uncertain times just now Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun
0: For the best football news and opinion online TheScottishSun.co.uk Slash Football
1: Times might be uncertain But I can bring you some certainty And that's that Gordon DL Is nervous for tonight's Beat the Pundit It's been a mixed bag for him Over the last couple of weeks
3: I've won everyone.
1: Nah, it's the perfor- perfor- performance levels I'm talking about
3: them uh, no, victories Gordon
1: Right, okay Anyway, Beat the Pundit time 01419511025 Come on here Take on Gordon or Roger And hopefully win a signed ball It's that simple The lines do close at 7 So be quick Your chance to beat the Pundit is next <laughs>
0: Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1
4: Super Scoreboard Roger Hannah,
1: and Gordon D'Ell are here 0141 951 1025 We kicked off looking back at the weekend As well as trying to look forward to Thursday night Hearing from the likes of Jordan Jones and Scott Brown So if you've got any lingering thoughts on them Now's the time to get them in We're also going to hear from Stevie Clark, Arguably the most important Scotland squad announcement for... How many years Roger Go on 17. tell me For 17 years We'll tell you who's in the squad And we'll hear from the manager after this
0: Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: Beat the Pundit time Roger or Gordon We'll be taking on Scott and Paisley tonight How's it going Scott? I' no bad no bad tears thank you Have you ever played before? I have not No this is my first time Right I've got a, a couple of bits of advice for you Because last night's contestant Had played three times Scott And yet he still didn't ah. realise That there's only 30 seconds on the clock And he dilly dallied We get through about three or four questions And he got a zero So promise me Whatever you do so Even if you don't know them Just pass quickly And try and squeeze in as many questions as you can no, I Good. fell for him last night. I know. I did to what an extent because it's hard coming he on here the zero. pressure. He did get oh, a zero. But we uh, only got to three or four questions. Sorry. And I assumed, I thought, oh, do you know what? Give him the benefit of the doubt because he's probably never played before in the pressure mm. and you don't realise the time. And he said he'd been on like three times. <laughs> twice, I don't know. So anyway, uh, Heads, Scott will take on Roger. Tails, it will be Gordon. Every single Tuesday. It is. Look at that. It is Tails, tails again.
3: again. I can't. You've not played for months? No.
1: I mean, uh, what I'll we'll do is, I think I'll we'll get producer Dan to toss the coin next week just to see if it is a different outcome. But it is Tails.
3: Right, Scott, take your time.
1: Right. No bother, no Tails. Scott's no delighted already. <laughs> can Scott's Relief nervous, he's... I can hear it No, he's relieved because it was Tails. Yeah, fine. Let's right. move on. I'll give you some Clyde 2 to listen to. Right, Scott, he can no longer hear you, so it's just you and I. 30 seconds on the clock. And like I say, the secret is you can pass. Are you ready? Yep. Good man. Your time starts now. Who do Rangers face on Thursday?
9: Uh, Galatasaray How
1: many World Cup finals has Lionel Messi played in? One Who was the Celtic goalkeeper in the 1967 European Cup final? Ronnie Simpson In which town are Queen of the South based? Dumfries Which player has won the Ballon, won the Ballon d'Or in 88 and 89? Pass Which player did Hibs sign Alex... Which team did Hibs sign Alex Gogic from? Uh, pass who is Scotland's men's captain?
9: Uh, Andy Robertson.
1: I'm just going to out him. I'm going to out producer Dan for that typo, and that's why I stumbled over it. But I, I, if I if I was a, a man of any honour, I would take the I would just take the hit myself and not throw him under the bus. But I don't like doing that. So <laughs> uh, Gordon, we'll bring you back. Can you hear us? Yeah. Right. Same set of questions to you. Go. 30 up. seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. <sighs> Who the uh, Rangers face on Thursday? Galatasaray. How many World Cup finals has Lionel Messi played in? Four. Who was Celtic goalkeeper in the 1967 European Cup final?
3: uh, uh no, I don't know him. T-
1: uh, pass. In which town are Queen of the South based?
3: Uh Palmerston. <laughs>
1: Which player won the Ballon d'Or in both 88 and 89? Pass. No idea. Which team did Hibb sign Alex Gogic from? Hamilton. Who is the Scotland's men's captain? The sorry. The Scotland men's captain
3: And, and the national Andy Robertson Okay <laughs> The goalkeeper and <That laughs> threw
1: me Do you know what He was all over the place I was all over the place I'm bla- I was already blaming Producer Dan For the first one And uh, uh, Anyway Scott How do you think that went uh, No bad No bad yeah, It was a shambles at my end But anyway right Let's find He's out Who the oh, Rangers God. face on Thursday oh, Is Galatasaray Won all How many World Cup finals Has Lionel Messi played in Four <laughs> Four they get it. No, of course, you didn't get it. He's,
2: he, he's mocking you, Gordon. Oh, was he? Many was it? One. You think Lionel Messi has been in four World Cup finals? 2014 <laughs> lost to Germany in extra time. Oh, finals?
3: Oh, sorry. I didn't hear. I didn't. You are all over the place. I thought you just made how many wow. World Cups on, he's been on. in. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. I'm
1: getting the blame for that. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think so.
3: Oh, I didn't hear the word final. Well, Scott heard it and One. he got
1: it. It's 1 2-1 one to Scott No way uh, Who Scott. was the Celtic goalkeeper In the 1967 oh, European Simpson. Cup final Ronnie Simpson 3-1 to Scott Oh
7: no In
1: which town Are Queen of the South
2: Based
7: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stumfries 4-1 uh, uh, no!
1: Scott I spoke about Earlier
2: on When you were asking about Calvin Harris
1: <laughs> I know Which player won the Ballon d'Or In 88 and 89 Was it
2: Van Basten
3: It was Van
1: Basten None of you got, got it 4-1 no, one one. to Scott oh, I'm beat here um, Ronnie Simpson. This question is meant to say Which team did Hibs sign Alex Gogic from It's Hamilton You got it You pull one back 4-2 no. And the Scotland men's captain Andy Robertson You both got it 6 for Scott and Paisley 5-3 For Gordon 5-3 th- Was it 5-3 Well whatever
3: Ronnie Simpson Hammered. killed me there Ronnie, Ronnie Simpson done me in
1: there 5-3 That is a doing
3: that's not doing do. It is. <laughs> that's, that's a poor, poor Scott, loser.
1: well done, Scott. Congratulations. Thanks very much. The sign ball Kills is it on its game. way. Uh, shut up, Scott. Not really interested <laughs> if it was a good game. You were playing golf in Paisley today as well. You I could have, you have handed, the, could ball have handed ball the ball in to Scott. But right.
2: anyway.
1: hey, Scott and Paisley, well done. The sign ball is on its way. What was, I think we'll throw that out to the listeners, what was the worst? What was the worst attempt there Was it Ronnie Simpson Was it Palmerston Or was it four World Cup finals For Lionel Messi I'm going to have to go You asked a town
2: And he said Palmerston
1: Yeah uh, Yeah I think so Ronnie Simpson I mean he's pretty well known But I'll I'll give you I feel like You know You just couldn't quite get the name But four World Cup finals
3: I'm going to be Totally honest with you Right I thought you meant Tournaments right And I didn't even hear The word final and that's right. why I went for how many tournaments has it been in?
1: It might be four, actually. I don't know. It is four,
3: is it? That's what. uh that's cool. I, I so, um, all right, you only lost five four then, right? Hold on a I minute. Mean, I feel like I could get another <laughs> you, ex-
1: one. Your excuse for um, the town that Queen of the South play in being Palmerston? Oh, uh, what is it about Queen of the South? It's given us two of our, f- our famous wrong answers on the show because Mark Wilson. Once described Queen of the South's nickname is Q O S. And Gordon Dale thinks that they're based <laughs> in the town of Palmerston. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. You right. should send the two of them down to a game soon. Oh. That's a good idea. In fact, Gordon, I believe oh. I think um Breakinforfer friendly tonight is available to stream. So if you've got nothing to watch when you get in, stick that on the on the iPad and um you can see what the mushrooms up to,
3: right? Okay, scale of ten, ten being the highest, one being
2: the lowest. What do you think is the chances I'm going to watch out So you've got the thought of breaking V four for streaming or the Bake Off in Channel Four. Well, there's only one winner. Are oh, you the, These
3: guys love this Bake Off. Yep. you need to have a. Real... When your
2: marks get set, bake
3: it has to be. I'm going to have a wee go at this tonight. Well, it's better to than this. breaking for <laughs> <laughs>
1: Aaron's
2: my, my performance right. And beat the pundit better Repeats of last year's Bake off will be better Than breaking forever.
1: Nonsense There's a tactical Masterclass going on there And you two are going to Miss out on it Simon Donnelly what He's got great Great ideas as an assistant That's that's why There's he no was That's why he was chosen As the assistant He was the right choice
3: He's got great ideas Don't want a game
1: An
2: encouraging draw Against
3: Montrose exactly. At the weekend exactly. came, came
1: from a higher league Almost a giant killing Oh one four one nine five one. 1025. Club football, the weekend's action, Europa League qualifiers, any of the above, still plenty of time to hear from you. Uh, let's hear from Stevie Clark. He says the Scotland players are well aware of what's at stake against Israel on Thursday. Uh, next Thursday, he's named his 26 man squad for the Crunch Euro 2020 playoff semi final clash and the following Nations League games. The headlines are as follows Ola McBurney is back in, Ryan Fraser is back in, and Ryan Porteous makes the senior squad having featured for the 21s previously um, Stevie Clark says he's got strong options
10: You have to respect the magnitude of the game it's t- I've spoken to the players before about it in the previous camps about chance to make a little bit of history for the country uh, The players are aware of the, the size of the game what, what it means to the country and, and we're all determined to, to put on a good show and make sure that we're, we're still involved come November A little bit disappointed to lose James, James Forrest who's done well for us. Uh, We wish him well and hope he he gets himself back back playing again as soon as possible. Uh, For the boys coming in, yeah, the squad's bigger, but we've got three games in a very short space of time, so it's important that we have options within the squad. What do you make of the squad, Roger? I feel like we might
1: be at a stage where, even if you don't think it's particularly strong, it can't make you think that, it's Not as if there are many glaring omissions nowadays, you kind of know what, what you're going to get.
2: Yeah, um, I was fascinated to see the makeup of the team. I think he will stick with the three at the back, um, possibly Tierney, McKenna, and McTominay again. I would think if there's no forest, then that would lead you to think William a lot of criticism for that the last time. Yeah, I think McTominay's dig- part in ah, it, particular no, I think he you might dig his heels in. Um, if there's no forest, Liam Palmer on the right. Andy Robertson, obviously the captain on the left.
3: Ryan Fraser must come into consideration. He hasn't played a lot of football. football,
2: Is the Mm. one thing. I think Dykes will start. Oh, it's empty, yeah. Then you look at Ryan Christie off Dykes, and then maybe three in the middle of the park. You could look perhaps McGinn, perhaps McGregor, perhaps if Ryan Jack isn't fit. You've got you know alternatives as a as an en other if you like. Or does he go with two up? Does he try McBurney with Dykes and Christie in the hole behind? It's a game
3: Scotland uh, need to win I, I totally agree It will be very interesting And uh, all the way up to Lead up to the game I think everyone will be You know Throwing their, their, their opinions in What formation he should go I'm a bit concerned about The three with Scotland You know McTominay I think Is a very good player But if he plays Especially on the right hand side Defenders like McTominay I don't think they're comfortable Getting dragged out Into the areas I think that would play into Israel's hands I'll be be surprised if he goes with a 3-roger I thought he might just look at it and think I'll go back to back 4
1: James Forrest being injured is obviously a blow You'd like to be able to call on him In a a kind of like-for-like sense We we gain Ryan Fraser from the last time You just wonder, Gordon On paper, Ryan Fraser's a guy that should have Far more Scotland caps than he's got Mm -hmm. He's pulled out of a lot of squads injured There was then the high-profile um, situation down south Where he, he didn't play for Bournemouth Towards the end of the season uh, He got some Pretty strong criticism To say the least for that And he's, he has played But not a, a great deal Would you be Would you be inclined to take a risk And, and throw him in?
3: Depends on the formation Gordon um, You know it's very difficult to Roger was saying there about McGinn, McGregor, Christie These guys are big big players for Scotland I'm fit, strong as well I'm, I'm in good form um, The fact that He's not played a lot of football might go against, but he's he's a very good player. Uh someone come off the bench, give us that spark. Um I just I think it'll be a difficult game, obviously, but uh, I think Steve Clark's got to get the back line right. The shape's got to be right.
1: A Couple of things, Roger. I know it's blatantly obvious international football doesn't get everyone going. That's that's fine. That's you know, each to their own. There was also a real there's a bit of a negativity around the last double header, even though it was one draw and one win. The circumstances surrounding it meant that a lot of people weren't happy. But as you said, this is the most important Scotland game in 17 years. That that's just that's the reality. So to do our best to get behind it, Scotland will be better
2: this time. Um, if you look, if you extend beyond the two Scotland games last month, England's two games were poor. The Irish two poor games as well. Um, Never before had these internationals come so early in the season, if you like Um, I don't think the players were ready to play international football at that stage And the performances reflected that Um, I think Scotland were fortunate to come away with four points from six Lead the Nations League group Um, But that pales into insignificance compared with the opportunity to reach the European Championship Finals I think Scotland will be better in the home game against Israel I would like to put all the eggs in the basket of this Israel game The two home games in the Nations League For me don't really matter as much Let's get everybody on the pitch All the big hitters For the Israel game Let's beat Israel Then They can go home and have a little rest Before the rest of their club season The, the other guys in the squad Who don't play against Israel Can get a couple of camps Against Slovakia And the Czechs And Steve Clark can protect What is emerging as his first mm. team for a playoff final In either Norway or Serbia in November
1: John McGinn Two assists for Aston yeah, Villa last better. night yeah, um, So
2: many of the players you can say it was the, it Are was playing better Tierney than they A
1: month ago Tierney V Robert, Robertson
2: last night as well Yeah So there's, there, there's some encouraging signs Well listen Liverpool needed to give Kieran Tierney a whack in the face To keep him quiet for a wee while um, Andy Robertson Scored Scored a goal Having caused a goal At the other end You can only admire His resolve and managing to get forward Into that position to, to You know Correct his error If you like And score the winning goal What well, would have been The winning goal If Diogo Jota Scored at the end So he's improving um, Scott McKenna has bound to have had A surge in confidence After winning That big move You would expect um, You know Callum McGregor Very good goal To open the doors For Celtic Against Hibbs At the weekend Armstrong's playing regularly In the English Premier League as well Dykes has scored a couple of goals For Scotland and QPR So I think we'll be better
3: Roger you're making a a great case And I totally I can't argue with a lot of what you're saying But But you're going to anyway No 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 I, I just think our biggest thing is With all these players And the form that they're in And you know the talent they've got Gordon I think it's just about getting the right shape I really feel for Steve Clark Because once again I'll go back to Robertson will play Tierney you've got to get your best players in Left centre back here a three I don't like McTominay at right, uh, right centre half I think he just get exposed in that space And I think Israel will play playing that Unless he puts McKenna there for a bit of pace But um, I just think it's getting the formation right for these players If he gets that right, I think Mm. we've got enough in the pitch
1: Now we tried to do the right thing But it's, it's pretty tough to schedule events at the moment In case you hadn't noticed So what it means is a lot of the squad will now play on Sunday Just four days before that Israel game The biggest Scotland game in 17 years as Roger Hanna put it And a lot of our squad will play four days prior to it Now the SPFL had planned a Friday night card as you'll notice but Celtic and Rangers then reached the Europa League playoffs, so they'll now need to play in Sunday instead. Um, here's what the manager had to say on that topic.
10: We've had good work in the previous camps, so the. I think now I feel a little bit more comfortable that the principles, uh, the way we want to play, obviously touched on a different formation last month, which gives us other options, means we can utilise the squad fully. So would be I would be I in an ideal scenario you wouldn't have all those people playing, uh, but listen, it's the way as we knew the. We knew the SBFL were going to be good to us and and try and schedule all the matches on the the Friday night. Four of the games are on Friday, which is great. But you don't you don't want Celtic and Rangers not to be involved in the European playoffs, so the Europa League playoffs, sorry, and they both are, and we wish them well in that, and we hope they get to the group stages as well. So. The English boys were always going to be in that s- sort of scenario where they would be involved in Sunday games, and we'll just deal. We've dealt with it before, and we'll deal with it again. That well, sums
1: it up, Roger. You know, we always were quick to bash ourselves and say, you know, we don't do enough. We don't, we don't try and help out, and all the rest of it. And and we tried, and uh, we just didn't foresee the fact that the Europa League might fall into that weekend as well.
2: Um, yeah, I notice Sarajevo. Put off their derby Against Zelyeznika To allow them time To prepare To play Celtic This week Um, You always See Other nations Managing to Put off Fixtures I don't see any reason Why Once Celtic and Rangers Reached the playoff round Once you knew They couldn't play This Friday night Why the games Were just put off You're not telling me There's not going to be A midweek Between now And May That Celtic Versus St. Johnson Rangers versus Ross County Could have been squeezed into Um, I think The likes of McGregor Christie Taylor Jack McLaughlin All of these players Could easily have been rested up
1: Especially now with the way And I don't like to Bash all elements of sports science Roger It's it's hugely important And clubs and countries At the absolute top level Rely heavily on it I I sometimes think the criticism Goes too far Having said that there's more of an emphasis than ever placed on recovery days And sometimes a second recovery day You know, if yeah. if, if Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor, Ryan Jack, etc Play on Sunday And Scotland play Israel on Thursday There's just not a great
2: deal of preparation there yeah. Some of the English lads play Sunday night So they will all arrive on Monday for Scotland duty They will come with their own personal training plans And rehab plans from their club um, None of them will be allowed to train the day after they play some won't be allowed to train two days after they play You're then suddenly at Wednesday Which is the eve of the game So it makes it very very difficult for Steve Clark, For Stephen Reid, for John Carver to, to work effectively with these players To get them in any kind of shape That's just talking about the shape This actually is one of the reasons I think they might stick with the three at the back Because, because there's no time to do anything there's, new There's not a great deal of time They'll have worked on that relentlessly during the last break I don't think he'll want suddenly to go back to a four Because if you go back to a four that probably puts Tierney into left centre back. That's going to take a wee bit more work again. I think the lack of effective time on the training ground might convince Steve Clark to stay with a three.
3: Yeah, I understand it's not ideal, Gordon, but it's just the way it is. And I, I, I like the way Steve Clark's handled that. Uh, he's not got too upset about it. He realises that's just the, the job he's in, that's the nature of the, the game. As long as he doesn't, you know, he was sitting there and. He'll know his team, really. He'll, he'll have a good idea of what his team, his system, and everything. As long as he doesn't get to a Monday morning and he's picked up a few knocks from the, the midweek football, I think a lot of work will be done in the video room as well. They'll obviously look at the last game. Um, you know, I think it gives them good time for that because nowadays, mm. players between games, you know, they don't do a lot. You know, there's rest days, and then there's, you know, they're cool off days, rest days, and then after that, you can get a bit of... Shape before the game Roger set plays And everything So I don't think It'll be a big burden
1: Perfect time for you To call We're going to take a breather And we could be speaking To you next 0141 951 1025 Whatever's on your mind Tonight doesn't need To be Scotland It can be league action From the weekend Europa League qualifiers Coming up Whatever you've got for us Let's hear it now
0: Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Tommy in Greenock is coming up on the line very shortly Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here I'll just set up your question I won't even take any answers at the moment Because I'm quite keen to get on uh, to Tommy So full time teaser Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need You send the questions in And the pundits try and come up with the answers In the last 30 minutes or so of the show Quite topical this Since the start of the 90s Six men have received their one and only Scotland cap Whilst playing for Celtic or Rangers Since the start what are you chuckling at? Since the start of the 90s Oh I know what you're chuckling at Since the start of the 90s Six men have received Their one and only Scotland cap Whilst playing for Celtic Or Rangers Yeah
11: yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well it was half a cap wasn't
3: it? Wilson Mark Wilson
1: Yes a Five minute cameo Against Northern yeah. Ireland in 2011 Mark Wilson One down five to go Right I said I wasn't taking answers At the now uh, Let's bring in Tommy in Greenock, hi Tommy. Hi uh, how you doing? I'm not bad. Are you um, well? Hi
9: good. Fine, fine. Obviously, I want to talk about the handball. Yes, uh, i have been discussing. Um, I know you said that all the penalties that you've got discussed about were by the law of the game penalties. But I'd like to refer you to Law Number Five. Now, usually, the first one says, "Decision of the referee. Decisions will be made to the best of the referee's ability, according to the laws of the game and the spirit of the game." And will be based on the opinion of the referee. And that's Mm the important On the opinion of the referee. Yeah. So, it's not just as clear-cut as being Aye, but the laws of game, that's a handball, so it's a penalty.
1: Oh, of course not. Listen, it never can be, Tommy. I think the point we were trying to make is, clearly, though, the lawmakers are trying to move as far towards that as possible. Because there was a time when everyone used to talk about intentional or not, and that required... Extra interpretation from the referee If you like Because they had to decide Whether it was Intentional or not But but now they don't have to do that I'm talking about the direction We're heading in Of course it'll always be A judgement call one of them laws That If you're on the
9: receiving end You'll moan about it If you're on The uh, The The, the sort of, Against you having Against you You'll moan about it And if you receive the penalty You're obviously a bit happy It's just one of them was One of them was Never going to be right Ever Yeah Unless you just stay away behind ball and let you have your horn or something <laughs> yeah,
1: like that. Yeah, I mean, but by and large, I, I get that, Roger. But I, I would actually disagree slightly with Tommy there. I feel like the handball thing is so big that yeah, you'll take you'll take the penalty if it comes for your team. But I still think there's a there's an ability for fans to step back and say, yeah, do you know what? Even if that has benefited my team, I think pff, I'm not sure where we're going with this. Yeah. Is that is that the point we've reached?
2: And we're very very early. In the season Um, Stakes are always high In Scottish football But they're not as high At the end of September As they're going to be In the months of March, April and May Um, So when the big games Come around If there is a Handball controversy The like of which We have witnessed In four or five games At the weekend Then there is going to be Enormous fury About this Mm. Rule change Um, You're right Gordon They probably did do it with the best of intentions But I think it's backfired spectacularly And I think they're going to have to change it You, you say that though And I'm, listen We will cause a froray about anything here So I'm
1: not disagreeing with you But Is this not In a weird Twisted way Is this not a good thing then Because we at least now We know where we stand You don't have to like it But when that big game comes around That you mention And I know what you've got in mind You've got Old firm league deciders You've got cup finals You've got whatever it, Relegation deciders no one can be surprised. You might disagree with it, but
2: we, kn- we know where we stand on this, surely. Um, we certainly know where we stand, but uh, listen, the, the flip side is what happens when the referees miss the handballs? You know, there was Oddson Edwards scoring a goal in an old film mm. game last year with a handball. Kevin Clancy missed it. There is no VAR, unfortunately. In and that's Scotland. part of
1: the problem, isn't it? Because these rules are brought in in conjunction with VAR yeah, of And we they are. don't
2: have it. Yeah. So there, there are going to be problems. Mark my words, Gordon, there are going to be problems. There is going to be An change, enormous Would you change fury. it
3: Roger Or would you Oh keep you, it can, the, you can't it's... No but
2: uh, if you had the opportunity If you had the opportunity I think you would have exactly. to Take it back There are so many complaints About it Gordon
1: What do you think Tommy Because I know you keep A close eye on these things So what People uh, Roger you know saying Go back to the old way Sort of thing But I, ha- I have to imagine people, that people moaned in the old days Exactly It's going well. exactly. be one of
9: them Laws you're never going to get right Because it's such a contentious Issue Whether it's a handball or not You
1: know
9: Yeah well, When you're saying just deli- a Deliberate handball how can you tell if it's a deliberate handball unless he actually goes and punches mm. it and moves his arm towards it? And then again, that
1: still might not be deemed as deliberate. Yeah, that word really always annoyed me, Roger. And you can see why that's been—you can see why that's been taken out of it. Yep. That goes back to what you said about it being well-intentioned. I just don't want to repeat what I said earlier, but I think years and years of, of managers and players post-match interviews and complaining and saying, you know, this is these bad decisions are. Are costing us Costing people's jobs and, and, and really making Making a meal out of, of but, wrong decisions but, but That's the, how we the, got here These wrong aren't
2: rules. wrong decisions These are actually exact, correct decisions yeah. By the referees And by the linesmen They are just being asked To implement a new law that, Which mm. for me isn't working but That's what I mean
1: We've gone in search of this perfection And it doesn't exist Yeah And it Yep you could, you could pick holes Remember what it was in the game
9: You know the offside Well when you interfere, interfering When you're not interfering Hey, Bill Shankly said, "You never feel any good on the park, you know." So, the footballers, the it's just one of them. It's just one of them games that's going to always, mm-hmm. Cause debate, isn't it, really? And again, it depends what you're going to receive. The end or not a, a, a bad decision, I, uh, or, or not a bad decision, whatever you, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, I think the thing, the difference what we're seeing here, Gordon, with the bigger picture, is every player is pretty much in agreement on this. Because they're the ones that are playing the game They're the ones that are involved They're the ones that are in the heat of the moment They've got split seconds to react to things To try mm-hmm. and block a shot To try and jump for a header Whatever it may be And they feel like there's just nothing they can do They they, 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 they don't know how to behave differently Because it's it's a lot of it's reactionary yeah, or accidental Yeah exactly
3: or, uh, It's just second nature to them Gordon The way they go out there unnatural position for instance of the, the body and making your body bigger And uh, you're correct I think the one especially on Sunday Mugabe our field ducks the lad's hand's out there he's not intensely going to handle the ball but the new lords is apparently you've got to feel sorry for the players now as you said there's coaches now talking about In your box Defending with your hands Behind your back Is that where we've got to With this rule I think when you're
1: You'll know more about this obviously But If it's just a simple case Of going to block a shot Mm. Standing up Or going to block a cross Standing up You probably can And you probably can Without too much adjustment The problem comes when you're sliding into block Or um, to use the Eric Dyer example I mean you're jumping for a header under pressure from people And you're not even facing the same way These are the ones that you
3: Yeah I I totally agree I think it is very difficult Now for instance if you get on, I'll go back to my Gabby one again right You get the fact that he's went out there If he thinks right is that balls come towards Arfield I'm going to put my hand behind my back See if Arfield takes a touch inside him Because his hands behind his back, he's absolutely gone. Yes, Stephen Robinson's
10: furious at you for for not getting
3: tight and
1: not trying to make contact. Exactly,
10: so it's very difficult.
1: Anyway, uh, Tommy, I know you're a a keen Morton man. Are you looking forward to the championship, getting up and running? If it ever starts.
9: Mm. Mm. If it ever starts. Mm. Mm. Can I just say
1: one thing about the
9: handball? I don't know. There's actually been another change to the law. Um, Your upper part of your arm, as down to where your current tip is, right now not deemed as handball.
1: Yeah, that's right. They, they sort of they, they used to speak about the t-shirt line, uh, Roger. So yeah, it's yeah. anything from from armpit down. And I must say, that's the bit I'm not looking forward to if we get one, because our referees get a bad enough rap, and you want them without VAR to determine that a shot hit at fifty mile an hour was either one inch below or one inch above the t-shirt line without and what, VAR.
2: And what happens for those players that wear long sleeve? I don't even start me.
1: But you you get the point. I do get the point. Without VAR at that speed? Impossible. No chance. Good luck. Right. Thank you, Tommy and Greenock. We appreciate you getting in touch tonight. Um, 01419511025 if you want to join them. Uh, Tonight's question is this. You can chip in on Twitter. Since the start of the 90s, six men have received their one and only Scotland cap whilst playing for either Celtic or Rangers. Can you name them? You've already got the easy one, our very own Mark Wilson.
3: What about a goalkeeper? I'm going either. Cammie
2: Bell and Neil Alexander No With Charlie Miller No Oh. Mm. Jamie Smith No I'm going down them now Bob Malcolm No nope. Ian Black mm, Yes oh,
3: Against Australia
1: in 2012 Well done That's a great shout Two down Oh. And six to go One more guess Quick go uh,
3: I'll, I'll, I'll just guess because Ian Black right, uh, Barry Mackay
1: He's a man and He was hopeless at Beat the Pundit earlier But he has just redeemed himself He might think that Queen of the South Are from the town of Palmerston (laughs) But he knows that Barry Mackay Got his one and only Scotland cap Whilst at Rangers Right three down And three to get Now you know we always like to keep an eye on Scottish players doing good things elsewhere I'm sure it hasn't escaped your attention Uh, That Aaron Hickey Made his Bologna debut In a 4-1 win Against Parma Last night Now I'm pleased to say We're joined on the line uh, By Alistair McKenzie Who's a journalist And Italian football expert To go through it all with us And by the way If you saw the the debut And you want to share your thoughts Get involved in the phones as well Uh, Alistair thanks for joining us We hope you're well How was Aaron Hickey's debut Received over in Italy?
11: (laughs) I guess, yeah, um, very positively. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he came with um, not great expectations, to to be honest, to to be able to go straight into the starting uh, lineup last night. But there was a suspension to his um, competition for the left back spot, Mitchell Dykes, and so he got put straight in. You know, at the age of eighteen, and coming from completely different to a new to a new country, new club. Having only trained with them for a, a couple of weeks at most, it was really impressive. Um, looked uh, very authoritative, you know, very comfortable barking instructions at his teammates getting up and down the left flank. And it's been really well received. He even ended up getting a, a standing ovation from the 1,000 Bologna fans who were allowed in the ground last night. So on the whole, it was a huge success for him, to be honest.
1: Yeah I mean you mentioned Mitchell Dykes who would be the, the sort of first choice in his position I think he was sent off wasn't he in the opening game so um, was suspended Is it is it an automatic case that, that he'll come back in? Will Aaron Hickey have to bide his time regardless of how well he did last night?
11: Uh, I, I think probably so yes uh, Dykes has been there for a couple of um, years now and is pretty well established He's you know, he's, he's a bit older, he's 27, used to play for Ajax and and has a lot of kind of Serie A game time under his belt. So he will be the number one uh, choice in that position. But, uh, you know, Hickey's going to put him, he, he's there to compete. You know, they've, they've not signed him in order to, you know, sit on the bench or be in the youth team. He is in a squad that features a lot of young players, you know, from the age of 22 under quite a few of them playing last night. Um in Sinis Mahailevic, they have a coach who's very willing to give game time to young players. He said after the match last night that he was very happy with Hickey and he wanted him, like other young players, to be able to really kick on the season and, and be able to you know, help these young players to grow by giving them game time. So although uh, it's likely that Dykes will go straight back in after his suspension to being the, the first choice left back, there are going to be opportunities for Hickey this year. Um, there's five substitutes, of, of course, as well, which is going to help him with game time. And uh, you know, it's a compressed fixture uh, schedule this year, so he should be able to rotate maybe a bit more than um, uh, than another season's, considering we're having to yeah. get through all these games in a few months.
1: Uh, we don't see many Scots going abroad, Alistair, and I think everyone acknowledges it. it's great to see. Is there a feeling that Serie A, Italian football, the style of it? Aaron Hickey, I know we're trying to base this on one game, but does it look like it will be a good fit?
11: Yes, I think so. I mean, I've been really impressed with how he seems to have really done homework with this move. Obviously, there was quite a few stories and links over the summer about where he might end up, including clubs like Bayern Munich. But, you know, he took his time to actually come over to Italy to see the training facilities to to get a tour around the club and you know he spoke when he, before he flew out about the fact that he liked that there was a family atmosphere at the club that he felt like he'd be able to compete to get first team um, opportunities immediately and i think the club's a really good fit for him it's very well run club very stable uh you know they're they're not really going to be at risk of getting relegated this year or anything like that they sh- if anything they should be pushing up towards the top half of the table so he will get opportunities there um, and yeah I mean in terms of the style of play I think it should suit him because he's also an intelligent footballer very technically capable and it, I have no doubt it will take him a bit of time to get used to it and very tactic, tactical league tactics heavy league and, and that will take a bit of getting used to you as well as the language barrier and everything else but uh, yeah, it, it's an intriguing one and I think a really Brief choice for him, but uh but it seems to be a good
2: one. Do you think do you think Bologna succeed Alistair? Because they do offer young players like Hickey first team football. He had options to go to Bayern Munich, he had options to go elsewhere. Um they were less I'm sure that Hickey was ready to go in to their first team setups. You know, he was going to go to youth team setups there. Is this where Bologna win? Because they bring in, as you say, young players and the likes of Mihailovich and his coaches have no fears about putting them into the first team in Serie A.
11: Yeah I think it made a massive difference in terms of convincing him that it was the right place to go. He's clearly going to be able to play at a very high level and and with a very competitive squad and you know it, it's not just a team of kids either there is a lot of experience in this lineup. They've got the likes of Rodrigo Palacio, Nicola Sansoni, Roberto Soriano, Andrea Poli. There's there's a lot of kind of Serie A veterans in this team who are helping to to guide these young players as well as um, the coaching staff as well, so it's that good kind of balance between young players and experienced players, and under a coach who kind of has had a fair few jobs in Serie A by now already and knows what he's doing. So, you know, Hickey is one of of several uh, quite talented young players, and because of that, he's been able to look at what's happened over the last couple of years since Milevich come in and see that yes, Bologna are signing these young players, but they are kind of Putting their money where their mouth is as well, and these guys are getting opportunities. Um, they signed quite a lot of players, kind of twenty-two or younger, last summer, and gave a lot of minutes, a lot of opportunities to them throughout last season. So it's not just that they're signing these players and saying, "Look, we can, we can give you a bright future." It's that they're they're saying that and then they're doing it immediately. Um, so you know, I don't know if. How many coaches In Serie A clubs Would have been brave enough To throw Hickey Straight in from the start Yesterday but You know With his performance He showed that If you have that bravery You can be rewarded So hopefully that'll Continue throughout the season
1: Alistair Has Stevie Clark Been in touch with you To act as an interpreter To try and get Aaron Hickey Moved to right back (laughs) By any chance
11: (laughs) Well yeah, I mean, I, I did. Um, I've, I've had some Italians kind of asking me about, uh, you know, his his potential in in the Scotland setup, and I, I had to say, you know, it's. Of all the positions to have um, this talented young boy and it's not exactly one where we're in most need at the moment so yeah uh, Bologna have signed uh, a right back this summer, they've not made an awful lot of signings but one of them has been a guy called Lorenzo Di Silvestri who's a very experienced Serie A right back so I think um, to be honest Hickey is there to a left back predominantly and, and, Unless things get pretty desperate I would
2: say And, and you know Gordon I've seen all the great Scottish football movies The only Italian you need to know is Bella Bella Straight <laughs> over my head Oh come on Look Daz is about to tell you Gregory's girl Daz looks
1: like he's about to fall asleep If I'm being perfectly honest Over yeah, there in the corner
3: Bella Bella Gregory's girl
11: yeah There
1: we go Right Alistair thank you very much for joining us <laughs>
11: Thanks, pleasure
1: On that note Alistair McKenzie you can check him out on Twitter AKS McKenzie uh, On Twitter Keeping an eye on All things Italian football But Aaron Hickey That's that's our We'll just become Bologna fans If you need you know, A bit yeah. of scotty Liam big Henderson's one. over there as well yeah, though,
2: He is, Lecce That big one Bologna Away to
1: Ben At the weekend You've got your pick Right um, I'm going to take a break Because we're majorly late for this But you two have got some work to do On the teaser We'll get the answers next
0: Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Roger Hann and Gordon DL are here. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, which means there's a couple of things to do. Still time to take more calls, and we need to round off this teaser. Now thanks as always to John. He sends in the hard ones that we use on a Tuesday night, because Roger's on it all. Uh, it's full time at Clyde1.com. They don't have to be as hard as this, just whatever idea you've got for a question. If you'd like to put it to the pundits, it's full time. At Clyde1.com Good response to this Colin Johnson Has thrown a few names in He's got a couple He's missed a couple Kenneth McGrouter Just thinks that You need to check That you're not googling this Gordon Because you had a mayor On Beat the Pundit And now all of a sudden You're brilliant at the full time teaser
3: I'm not brilliant I've got two Mark Wilson Which was quite easy Because he never shuts up about it
1: Mikey's nailed them. Token Jester's got a Couple as well Okay So since the start of the 90s Six men received their one and only Scotland cap whilst playing for Either Celtic or Rangers Name Ian Black Barry McKay, Mark Wilson Did uh, Jerry Craney
2: get one? Nope uh, He's not on the list
3: Good shoot Roger
2: mm-hmm. Oh I got it's wrong
3: You're Correct. correct mm-hmm. ah, I'm actually struggling here
2: mm-hmm. There must be a goalkeeper Roger um, There's
3: always a one cap goalkeeper Always
2: a goalie Nicky but, Walker
3: No No he's No chance um, we're struggling here There is a
1: goalie I'll tell you
3: that much told you, I told you Always, always a one-cam goalkeeper. Always a goalie Always, always a
1: goalie in
3: there I can't even get the goalkeeper For the Lisbon line And I'm absolutely embarrassed ah, For myself That's a good
1: point Your um, colleague Stephen Mill thrown a name in It's wrong So I'll give you it Just to eliminate it From it? your Alan McLaren Oh no he got a lot of caps No
3: Ooh. Come on mm. I've Got clues Gordon We need some clues here
1: uh, they're all. You've got the two Rangers ones. They're mm-hmm. all excels. Um, one in terms of caps, two of them early nineties, and one mid two thousands. Wow, the mid two thousands one. I think you'll kick yourself. Maybe just think. Right, there can, are. I can, a, can One was Craig Beattie. No. More than one I think There one, are a couple yeah. of reasons Why you might only get one cap Right
3: I got it i will pulled this right out of the hat Oh Is he working with Celtic just now As assistant manager in the John Kennedy Great
2: job.
1: He's wow. a man in form John Kennedy If
2: they're looking 90s Brian McLaughlin
1: No you've only got two to get We'll leave them there uh, Let's bring in John Who is a Celtic fan on the line What have you got for us tonight John?
7: I, I could give the goalie go, no, for don't, go for it, go for it John, shout
2: Just shout, just ignore
1: him We'll wait and see at the Is end it? We'll see how we go No, no, don't Don't do it Don't Is do it oh,
7: I'm telling you me that, no.
1: no, maybe at the end no. We'll right, okay, right.
7: Just, no, Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Just I'm listening. <laughs> no, I was, uh, was just. I must admit, I've I've been seeing Gordon a lot of this young boy tumble before he came to Celtic, and I, I, I watched bits of PC's and pieces of him on YouTube, clips of him, memorable. But I thought that performance in uh, the second half, he come on, making his home debut. I think it was absolutely phenomenal. I think the young boy's got uh, talent in abundance. Not I mean, and I think he's got a bit arrogance to go. With. I think he's going to be some signing. Thought it was brilliant. Know what I mean.
1: That's An interesting word, Gordon, because it's actually used a lot by people who who work closely with him and who know mm. him well arrogance, but not necessarily in, in the bad sense, in, in the good sense, if you like. They're just, just that, that, that con you know, you know that way that, that good players have that kind of sense of, of what they're a, capable of.
3: I call it a belief in your own ability, Gordon, and he's quite right because he's got bags of ability. I said earlier. I was very impressed with him. I thought that when Celtic signed him, it was a terrific bit of business because someone else was going to come in and take him from Motherwell. Now, the boy will need to be patient, um, but he just needs to keep doing, for instance, what he achieved on Sunday. He came on at half time, eased his way. I liked the way that he didn't try to be too fancy. He didn't try difficult things. He eased his way into the pace of the game. And all of a sudden get better and better and better And the Celtic fans absolutely loved what they've seen of him So yeah, he's got a big future there But it's not going to be, you know, he'll be in there a regular every week Because he's really got competition for places in the middle of the park.
1: What do you think though, John? Because as Gordon says there, you know, there are, there are other players that, that Neil Lennon likes So might it be the case that we don't see a lot of them on Thursday night And, and maybe again we have to kind of wait a bit longer?
7: I think they'll learn no Nusserman. I think, him nurse him. I think it, the way, I mean, it's, that was Celtic's best performance because I want to say another wee point to Gordon. I know he's a big James Forrest fan, but I think the wee man came in sh- in Sunday, Gordon, and proved a point. Did he not wee Jeremy? Uh,
3: well, you can't deny. It. I thought Thursday night he came on and made a great difference as well. Uh, you can he's a big that. Frimpong fan as oh, well, Johnny. Just oh. picks
1: them all in that way that you you know you, you can't be, be well,
3: criticised. I, I feel I feel um sort of a part of Frimpong's journey. Both ex <laughs> Man City players.
7: <laughs> oh,
3: um God, you have been get complimentary, but I must admit you. you have been, mate. Thank you. And I don't know if that oh makes you, make
1: you part of his journey, <laughs> no, it sounds but, a bit
3: But I, I, I said early when I watched him it's a, right away I said this boy's right. going to be a star at Celtic. I thought Brilliant. You got to say a really brilliant of the weekend.
1: Right, do you know what, John? I very, very rarely do this, but we're running out of time and I do think they need your help. Who do you think the goalie is on the list? I know.
11: Is it Stuart Kerr? No.
1: Is it Gordon Marshall? It's Gordon Marshall. I knew once you got oh, that I wrong. Think all lying. Exactly. <laughs> it's the other one from around that time. So well mm. done. Thanks for calling, John, and thanks for I was gonna say thanks for helping. You weren't much of a help, but you tried yeah. Gordon Marshall, which means one to
2: get. Is it uh, Andy Walker? Uh no, it's not. No, I've been struggling. I'm I'm really, really struggling here. I don't remember any of these guys getting capped, but I'm gonna shoot them anyway. Go. Pat McGinley? No. Willie Faulkner? No. Mark McNally? No. We need to go positions, Gordon? Token jesters
1: got it. i am running out of time right. So he was with Celtic eighty nine to ninety six and his one cap came against Romania in ninety one. Oh, I think did a caller mention him earlier on. Bizarrely. No, the caller mentioned Chris Morris Oh, was it Chris Morris he mentioned?
3: No, come on, quick I'll just give
1: you the initials like Hugh uh, Kevins likes you ready?
3: Uh-huh
1: M G Mike Galloway Mike Galloway There we go Thank you very much to Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Thanks for your company tonight, folks Thanks for all your calls and tweets We're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock Building up to those massive Europa League qualifiers So please join us then, Callum Gallagher He'll look after you next